Things keep going. Oh no. San Francisco. Oh no. Soulbor. We hardly knew ye. Soulbor, think I love you. But how can I know for sure? And the march you're still okay. Oh and the defiant. That happened but I nearly forgot. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Alright. Hello and welcome to the rules of acquisition. A podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, it's a pretty good show. I've been saying that for a long time. Alright, anyways. My name is Wade Bowen and with me... As always, is James Nolan. Hey guys. And also, over there we have Hugh Crawford. Hey. Hey. And uh, yeah, we are into what? This is episode four of the final countdown. Uh, yes. Yes. And this is the changing face of evil. Yep. Changing face of evil is episode 20 of season seven. It originally aired April 28, 1999, and here is the description. After the brain attack Earth, mixed emotions abound on Deep Space Nine. Kai Wen reveals her true feelings regarding the prophets to her spiritual guide, a Bajoran farmer named Angel, who is surgically altered to cot, and turns her back on them, and convinced by him to embrace a paw race. On the homeworld of Cardassia, Legat Damar mounts a resistance movement to the Dominion. Uh, yeah. And Worf and Ezra are over their shit finally, and now it's just awkward. Are you going to tell him you love him for Julian stuff? And Yeah. Yeah, they're back on the ship, right? They're back on the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our friends Miles and Julian have built toys. Talk about, like, arrested uh, development and <laughs> oh, juvenile... Yeah. Uh, like culture here they have watch it and, watch but, it says the guy but, with a bunch of doll furniture for D&D well I'm <laughs> no. just saying they frame it they frame it in a way where it's not like the show doesn't have like come down on one side or the other like right, right, these guys right. talk about how like hard and serious their jobs are and this is the way that they blow off steam right right right, right. so they're adult men with adult responsibilities however they do like them tabletop games. Can, can we talk about how weird it is that I'm like the whole episode is about does she love Julian or not? And literally Julian and her, I don't think speak once. I mean, they had that awkward. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Right. Yeah. Neither did I. Don't but, listen like, to him. He was Mr. Doom and Gloom the entire time. Like they're not flirt. I don't know. Like there's no like Jim and Pam. They're not Jim and Pamming or anything right. like that. And the no. like, there's nothing. Yeah, nothing. We had nothing. to introduce. We could have had that, but we had to introduce a '60s lounge singer into this <laughs> into this series. And so when you're watching it, you're just I, they're just talking. It's like the whole time I was I was like, does Julian even know? Is no, this cool? He doesn't. Is yeah. this for, no? I mean, like, does he like? <laughs> Is this he know what's an like? Is he reciprocating? Is he like nope. I don't like it's. <laughs> he doesn't have yeah. It's the it's the worst deployed. I mean romance from what what the status is that he doesn't know, but he might have feelings. But she just can't get the. She's still working up the gall, show guts to touch them him. together. Show them together. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you yo. just got to show them together. Otherwise, the audience doesn't care. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I don't know if I'd care anyways, but you're right. You're right. I don't know. Well, wouldn't you care yeah. more if you watched them for four or five episodes to have a conversation I, at least? I mean. Over the last yeah. week, I've watched four seasons of this show called Superstore, and I love it. It's amazing. But the, the Ginsburg from Mad Men and Ugly Betty are, have a flirt throughout multiple seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really like compelling because I watch it between them. It's not just them talking to other people uh, about it. There's no Sam and Diane between Esri and Julian. Or even like an attempt of it. No, like at least with the at least with the Ducat and Kai Wen, there were like several seduction scenes <laughs> right, in right. episode two. Like that's more than we've seen with the two people we're supposed yeah. to like. It's like, is this an Indian love, like a like an Indian <laughs> love? Story? Is this a Bollywood love story? Where like, or is this supposed to be like a Prairie Mennonites kind of? I think we're supposed to re- we're supposed to remember season one where he was horning after Dax, and that's supposed to be enough for us to be on board with him falling in love with a totally different Dax who. This time, this Dax loves He's talked him. more about the Alamo than he's talked about Dax, though. That's the thing. It's like, even, Literally. Even, even when he's not... even, oh, yeah, like, it's not great. Yeah. It's no, not he wants great. to fuck him, and he wants to fuck William Travis. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is William Travis. Well, that goes back into the narcissism. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, Mira Kira used to want to fuck herself, but... Uh, <laughs> But the peppers burning scene, that's a real, uh, that's a real relationship. I'll give him that. <laughs> I, like, I like the pepper burning scene. Uh, nobody touches my peppers. So sorry. Cisco's relationship isn't quite as much about like who's going to win this battle, but kind of it is, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I thought that would have been a, I, I was actually confused when we were talking about that because I was like, <laughs> The Martok lead-in would have been better for this episode. <laughs> right. Tete-a-tete between the Cisco's. Yeah. Or did she take his last name? Or is she Yates? She did. No, because there's a scene, I guess it's probably in this one, or maybe it was in last one, where he's like, well, hell, hello, Mrs. Cisco," And she's like, hello, Mr. Cisco." So I guess the... I the, guess the impl- she's Cassidy Cisco. Yeah, the implications that, you know... Well, yeah, well, I you, mean... I'm- yeah, Keiko took O'Brien, so you know this show. A, like I said, it's still stuck in the Protestant nineties. It's a of. pretty orthodox fucking like yeah. They got a pretty mm-hmm. orthodox view though. Yeah, yeah. I think well, I mean back back then, it was almost taken for granted in ways that it's not today, right? I yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like America was that like. I mean, it wouldn't have been weird if they if she had kept her name, but it would it would. Back then, it it didn't go as noticed that she took his name as it would in say. In Star it, Trek, they keep each other's names. Uh, they, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, fuck it. My wife did. T- I think yeah, his yeah. wife did too. I don't know. I mean, I didn't ask her to, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess it's pretty common. It's even <laughs> right. that, even not in religious circles. I'm the only one in this group with a spouse that's not going to take my name. I believe. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which, well, I, I don't need to talk about my family. Uh, <laughs> this is not the podcast where I'm going to talk about my relationship with my parents, except that I have for like three years now, every now and then. <laughs> your, your relationships with your parents is a running theme. On the <laughs> right, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a good relationship with my parents, okay? No, no, no whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this episode, though, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to remember like how to talk about this one different than what we talked about last week. They're back on the station. We get Alamo stuff. This is the one with all the research. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, <laughs> where this they, is... they didn't want to cut to one of those like research montages. Right. Soulbor, yeah, Soulbor is <laughs> having to run up and down flights of stairs with stacks of books. When you're working tough and you're gonna get evil, <laughs> releasing the paw race through the caves of fire. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, so that's the one kind of I said last week about sprinkling just the laziest amount of inf- information to make the, oh, remember the Pirates are bad guys, uh, because she says, but if we release them from the fire caves, it's the destruction of Bajor. So, okay, not just do they go to the temple, they just, like, go scorched earth with Bajor from the fire caves. Okay. And he's like, no, well, it'll be, like, a great awakening, like QAnon or something. No, th- sorry. I, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, there we go. It is. Yeah, yeah. It, and where the people that survive will be the ones that are worthy in the eyes of the paw race, mm-hmm. and they'll probably kill a lot of people, but those are the unworthy people, so it's fine. So I was like, oh, well, okay, well, that's clearly evil now, so, yes, the paw race are evil, I get it. It's a little much. And they even, you know, they're like, Soul War, go grab the Necromonomicon, or the, the Coast Emojin, which didn't... It's Coast- really cool. What is, what is the, yeah, what's the name of it Coast again? Coast Emojin was that guy that went all Kamehameha and that, that died, right? No, or, wait, well, he was like the head of the order, I think. I don't make it yeah. I don't remember. Because did he die? No, they didn't kill him. Remember, that was but the point. Why did they, but why did because they have Kai it so Because Kaiwen didn't have the guts... So she flooded the the, uh, the promenade yeah. and they ran away. Right. Okay. But that's what what they wanted to do. Cisco wanted them to fight it out and kill Kostomojin, even though that meant that his son would die. Right. And that was that Cisco's faith in the prophets was greater than Kaiwin's. Okay. And so yes, Kostomojin was that, and I believe when he's in the fuck. Uh, the fuck room. The fuck cult. The fuck cult, yeah. Like, I think he talks about Kostomogen in the fuck cult episode. Okay. And it's also the book, and it's not clear that Kostomogen is also just a number of parts. Right. I don't know. It's like this, is it God, the Father, and the Son, or are they all one, or it's different? I don't know. Religion, I, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I don't. I don't know, and I I don't care. But the, the, <laughs> right. the show yeah. wants me to care, so yeah, kinda, I feel. Yeah. It makes me feel anxious. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, I'm having trouble following. The- so yeah, and then the the other big reveal is that she's turned to the power race, but she hasn't learned that Anjin is Ducat yet, and you know, and by the end of the episode, she does. And, I like how he does his best Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump <laughs> act when it, when he first takes on the role of Angel, mm-hmm. and then and then it takes him about two seconds to slip back into his D- Gul Dukat like temperament <laughs> and and mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. Alamo. I mean, I guess he's a creep and 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 a troublemaker on set. I guess we have to deal with that now, but. I mean, he's pretty good. He's pretty. <laughs> like he's, he's pretty. He's, I mean, he does good in the role. Yeah, and he's in, yeah. He's got he's no a, chemistry with Louise Fletcher at all. No, but no. I, yeah. And I think this was the episode where he probably just said, "Well, then I'm going to railroad her, and that's what I should do," instead of trying to like. Oh yeah. Match her, you know. He just kind of railroads her, and 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 then there is kind of this dumb farce. That whole storyline with between her and that and the the. the Sobol. Sobol is one of my favorite characters. It's too late. He only lasts for four episodes because 
He is so bold. He's great. He's just, is just he? great. What do we know of? Sobor. <laughs> Sobor. Smelly, so, yeah. It was like, why are, you, why are you checking so out that, evil that, books? Hey, everybody down at the library. Everyone. Every, everybody down at the library is talking about these evil books. Where did <laughs> it come why from? Why are you doing this what for the evil Jackie O'Reilly looking motherfucker. <laughs> This is his Why idea. are you doing this? To study yeah. this <laughs> so much. Yep. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, it's a very strange. <laughs> He's like, bring out the cantaloupe out in the deck. I want to get breakfast out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to take. Yeah, the guy will eat on the. And she's just like, do what he says. Do, do, it, like, uh, do what like, he says. Yeah, just do it, all right. Well, she's yeah. got eight books on her desk and she's looking for a pencil that's behind her ear or something. I, but. <laughs> But that they, I chose to show, spend so much time on the storyline at this point. It's really, it's quizzical, but like I'm kind of, now that it wasn't so dirty, it's like sex dirty, it's last week, this is more fun, because it's just... It's just the bad guys in a room together trying to get, like, yeah, yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. like hit the books. Right, yeah, right, yeah. It's like watching two... Dumb people, but one of them is studying for the evil LSATs or something like that. (laughs) Is this what the I've never watched? Is this what the trailer boys are like? Trailer park boys, yeah, the trailer park boys or something. It's just two dumb people trying to run scams way above their head, (laughs) yeah, less books, but yeah, (laughs) less books. (laughs) You never know, maybe an adventure got them where they had to go to the library. No, I've watched actually, I've watched a lot of trailer park boys for some reason, Uh very few books. (laughs) <laughs> and it just shifted to animation this season. Netflix yeah, I don't know. Said, yeah, you should make this a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like two things Canadians love: Rush and yeah. Trailer Park Boys. I don't know. Trailer Park Boys. But they they seem kind of dumb, and they seem kind of like I don't know. The book is empty. Well, look <laughs> at it better. <laughs> look like, at it more. Yeah. And it, it yeah it almost is like a. I mean, not really, but it, it not in quality, but in in, in farcicalness, like uh, like E. B. Farnum scenes in Deadwood, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. where they like where him and uh, the Richardson are trying to run scams, and uh-huh. yeah, it seems like that to me. I don't know. <laughs> that, that makes it a lot more fun than I had with this episode. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a Necronomicon, like down there, like, but yeah, ghost. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. Do you have to drip blood on it, or uh... yeah, yeah, and then then they'll glue pages on it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they show it back, like clearly they just glued a page on top of another page for that shot. But whatever. So now <laughs> the the now they're not like so now they're like magic. Yeah. Like we're now in the realm of like magic, because I feel like the prophets had a certain prescribed amount of powers that like you kind of like okay that's they're an alien race that's like this. Yeah. But now they're doing like wizard shit well i mean <laughs> like you it's, drip, it's you drip like, the blood of the slain on the empty books and then it turns into the pages like it it it's seems not like, like that star the, trek has been afraid of doing weird shit like that really but this is particularly like not like an alien that has this unique power but well like, their powers are always is, kind of vague right they stop the whole you, except they just don't interfere. But this seems like we've encoded this book in a way where oh, if you yeah. only drip the blood of a murder, you have to murder someone and then drip right, the right. blood of the slain under the page. Like, but they <laughs> use like a pentagram in the animated series to summon Satan and uh, the devil. I mean, but that's original series stuff, so that's a little bit different. But yeah, they do meet the devil <laughs> and the planet and TNG. It's a little, 
I, I think this is fun when it's at its stupidest, but when they start getting into like the uh-huh. the ooh, the power. If I'm supposed to be scared of the power race, I just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. They've lost me on this story. So. Oh yeah, yeah. This is probably the weakest story of the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do still. We we're still with Cassidy Yates and Cisco. Yeah. This is where Cisco steps on like her work schedule. Uh, oh, and yeah, like gets yeah, her yeah. gets her like a free vacation because he's the and I like that. What the fuck? It, why are you? I like that. I like for some reason with sometimes they write characters well. Yeah, and that he doesn't fucking forget. Like the peppers thing was like he didn't immediately like. Oh, honey, he was like, no, what you fuck my shit for? Like, right? I, don't, I mean, he, he, he's brought up before. Like when he's building this house, he's like. I need a small kitchen because I don't want people getting their fingers in my pots. Not a euphemism. Mm-hmm. And then last episode, she comes in and he's cooking for her. And she like reaches to touch his pot. And he's like, no, get your hands away. And then in this one, she comes in and it's all burning. He's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You don't yeah. cook? I know. It I felt just... a little bit like they were like a little proud of themselves. You're like, seeing how we flip these gender roles? Mm. Like, come on. It's not that it's not that crazy, but we're like, oh, you get to wear the apron in this house. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it's fine. Men cook, it's a thing. But I mean, it sounds like they turned into Mennonites or something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but no, they, uh, like I would say, like, Cisco's becoming more and more unrelatable as he becomes more and more like a blessed out, like, like cult leader. Mm-hmm. And this is one time where I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I get this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the, the, oh, this is like real, this is people. It does keep him grounded a little yeah, bit and yeah. relatable. Yeah, and so it, I actually thought yeah, that was, the burning you burnt my you ruined my peppers scene was one of his better like more naturalistic acting scenes in the whole series. Like yeah, the choices yeah, he was yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we complained a few weeks ago about how like they took her kind of character away and her like she's just like oh I'm so happy to be married now. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you know, where she's like what the fuck you took me off the no, you don't fuck with my job. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. This is a this is a return to her being a three-dimensional person with who yeah. you know has wants and needs and dreams mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, foibles. Right. And I guess I buy it on Cisco. I mean, I buy it that Cisco would be that way. He's lost one wife in a war. I, I mean, I can. Uh-huh. It, it, it's it's all more grounding than the sort of you know more less relatable. The more the prophet, the the Cisco is sort of is taking over the show. Right, right. The emissary. Yeah. Well, I guess the reason why he wants he wants to he know he doesn't want to know sorrow. Like that's the whole thing underneath it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I get yeah, it. Yeah. Is that he's oh, trying to prevent? Disaster. Oh yeah. Have they wait? Did they? Is that my fault for not making a connection, or should they have made it stronger? That he's worried about the prophecy. I think they. I thought it was because he was worried about the prophecy. No, yeah, I think oh. you're right. I did, like why? Did, like I, I think they should have made it stronger. Is that I don't my know fault if or they, their fault that I didn't? Well, see, I don't know it. if they. I don't know if it's one of those deals where like we're gonna trust the audience to make that connection, but they don't yeah. do a whole lot of audience trust falls. So <laughs> I don't because I forgot yeah. all about that part of it. So I I thought that's I feel what like they, they were going too, for. But, but yeah, maybe hopefully maybe I mean, maybe. I'm, maybe I'm reading too. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. That's a I'm not one to do that. That has to be it. That might be the first time I ever gave them too much credit while watching it. <laughs> but he's definitely, I, I feel like Avery Brooks has that in his mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. So, yeah, so. Yeah, this, this, their storyline is starting to run together. Like, part of their combat, their, her getting mad was all, actually was last week, I think, because that's their combat where he's like, no, I don't. No, he was no, like, why don't you just... do this, bless these people with me? And she was like, no. 
yeah. And then that was what I was gonna say. They cut a scene where she goes ahead and does it, right? Like where she, so it's her buying into the religious bullshit, right? And but they cut that scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that storyline just kind of dangled as a scene that was there, almost to remind you that they're still married. Right. But there's also, there is also another scene with, between them that may have been last week where he's like, it's too, it was, it was this week where it's too dangerous for you to go yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. And ironically, yeah. he gets called to go out and attack the brain right, in right. the middle yeah, of, of him saying that. So Okay. <clears throat> Real quick, nerd, nerd, nerd corner, since you've brought up the attack of the, like being called out to attack the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colonel Kira is on that ship attacking the brain. Mm-hmm. How is it that the mm-hmm. how, like uh, uh, a military a member of the military of a government that has a non-aggression pact with the Dominion could be on the bridge of a Federation ship like shooting the hell out of oh, Dominion? Non, does that non-aggression pact still up? I thought it was just like tossed by now. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. No, it's that's still how up. that's how Bajor. That's the reason why uh, they didn't. You know, the that's Dominion doesn't the attack. Yeah, the Dominion doesn't attack. The, yeah, the but it it feels to, felt to me like the writers have forgotten about that too. Because even with Julian, yeah. oh, that's my and point. I don't think Julian, that the, the writers have forgotten about that. Ju- but Julian, she quits. And, she quits in a couple of weeks. They haven't forgot. But Julian and Miles talk about how they're going, doing all this trouble to to get the station ready to be attacked. And the station, like it, when they're playing with their doll furniture and stuff, they're like, "I spent fourteen hours getting the." Uh, the 14 hours calibrating the war array and he's been doing full rundown of all the emergency protocols. I think that, I think that maybe the space station is different. Cause yeah. the, I guess the station might get attacked, but Bajor won't. Right. Cause it's a- okay. But I thought the station is there to protect Bajor. So I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. It felt to me like they, it's just up in the air. I like mean, the- b- b- it stands. Listen, they still have, they never, that's my point. Is is that they never address the fact that you've got Bajoran military? I think it's there as a strategic place in the wormhole now, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's the Cassidy, Cisco stuff. There's the Pirate no, but it, stuff, my, and then... my point still stands is that the, that the Dominion has a non-aggression pact, and there was that non-aggression pact was a big deal because that's what prevented. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I I haven't I haven't heard anything of it lately though. Right, they've, that's like what I'm saying. That they've just the, completely forgot that that's a thing a that exists a, in the yeah. in the in the war. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if we had yeah. if we had a, a Bajoran colonel on the bridge of a Dominion ship firing at the Federation, we'd be like, what the fuck? And, and you know, yeah, it feels almost like the the thing that's preventing Bajors is like they're not they're they there's bigger fights out there, right? I don't know. I mean, no, I it's the non-aggression. Pack. I know it technically is, but I, I just—I'm I'm not kidding. Like in a couple of weeks, Kira has to quit the military to join Federation. Oh, okay. So, so she has to like. So it's not like so they, it's okay. still it's so it's still ongoing. They're okay. just they just fuck goofed in this episode. Uh, okay. By putting her on the ship. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Okay. And no, she, I mean, what, I, what, I, I don't remember the part going forward. You, I forgot. Yeah, you know, you're pointing out that it comes up a couple weeks later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my a couple weeks later doesn't matter. Like they never, they just dropped it off. 
even like yes, it's it the, was a big deal for a long time. That's like what I'm over saying. the multiples, uh, uh, multiple stories. I remember, I remember that was, but I, I'm just saying I don't remember it right now. I, I don't think about it at all. What bothered me about it is wait, is wait, Nog, wait, are we arguing about the point or arguing about whether you like no, why my, you were wrong? I'm, like you're fine, we're all fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the thing is, is that Nog <laughs> came on and said, you know, this is. This is fucked. This is fu- this is all fucked up. And Kira's like, you say this is fucked up every time we go into battle. I'm like, wait a minute. How wait? Like, how often are you going into battle? You're Bajoran. You're not supposed to be going out with these people. Oh yeah. So they should have had her quit a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Either quit a long time ago, or just be back on the station doing paperwork, acting like B- or, the Bajorans are not in there. And they don't want to do that because the because you don't want to. You don't want to take her all like you know. You want to see Kira, your space friend, doing the missions with your space friends. Well, it's, you don't want to be here like, nah. I'm sorry, guys, can't go. Red tape, you know. And, yeah. Well, and, I mean, previously it felt like Cisco was running around doing all these missions on the Defiant, and you know somebody has to be there to be in charge of the fucking station, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's the that was her job. She was in charge. That was her job to be in charge of the station whenever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I know it's a big deal. And this episode, I mean, obviously they forgot, right? It's like, oh yeah. yeah they just, I think they just forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. We forgot about a big part of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Daenerys kind of forgot about the, <laughs> about forgot the great about the, choice. Fl- the Iron Fleet. Yeah, Iron Fleet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Iris Stephen Baird kind of forgot about <laughs> the non-aggression <laughs> pack. That that was a yeah, big yeah. deal for like seven episodes in a row. Yeah. Yes. So, so there's that, and then the other. Then there's the Demar storyline that's still going in this, which is pretty good, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it comes ahead in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. him at his his best, I think. I mean, like I think it's still it's still yeah. This is, and, this is mm-hmm. where old Demar gets like cleaned up, and they're, they're smart too. Well, what, wait a minute, real quick. My favorite thing about Demar in this whole thing is that several characters at his lowest tell him he looks like shit, <laughs> and and in this episode, Wayun says he's looking, he looks good, like he's looking better. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And to me, he look. I, this might. I don't. I'm trying to not trying to sound racist against Cardassians. <laughs> But he, lo- he looks exactly the same both times. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, if he has his hair, like, flopped over. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, he looks the same. I mean, I think Wayne's kind of like, oh, you look half-dressed. Oh, that's what it is. You're not carrying a bottle. It's like, okay, I think that what they say you look like bad is that you look really drunk. <laughs> yeah, but... And, and then so you're and it's there, and they're saying now you don't look drunk. Right, right. But yeah, you're right. They should have. I don't know how you darken the circles under their eyes more, <laughs> right. but like right. they need to do or make them look pale, or just make his teeth look black, like he's covered, like his teeth are covered, <laughs> covered in, in, in the stuff. Yeah, that scissor. Yeah, <laughs> you can do something. God, you can do something. His shirt, his undershirt, is untucked out of the back. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Can you make pit stains in that those shirt? The shirt. Yeah, can you get boo sweats? I don't know. Yeah, there was one scene somewhere in one episode where his just hair's fucked up, and that's how he. Well, tell. that was that, whenever he woke him up. That's, that's what, what it like, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, where he was sleeping in his uniform. <laughs> right, because because <laughs> they don't know what fucking civvies look like unless it's a woman Cardassian. It's kind of like sleeping in a hard shell. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing yeah. like sleeping in it, yeah. Crab people, man. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to break this episode down? 
I mean... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but I was going to say with the DeMar stuff, it was really smart to add uh, the Bobby Moynihan character. Oh, yeah. To, for him to talk <laughs> that to. Guy, that guy 100% looked like Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought, too. <laughs> so, um, and it's the only, and it's there because we've never seen DeMar be competent ever in the show, and they needed to show... Because it's just kind of like, we're going to have to put our faith in tomorrow, and at the end, everybody just kind of looks dumb. Why are you going to trust this dumb fuck? Right. Oh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. To make him look like he had gotten this new leaf, he's like, no, we got to do it in seek. Sometimes justice must wear a hood, and all of this <laughs> other stuff. And you're like, oh, he's got his shit together now. And giving him a, a Robin, a sidekick to talk to, really did it. Yeah. I mean, he's the leader of the entire Cardassian union yeah yeah i mean i mean the whole point that he's a he's a chump to the dominion and he's finally taken and he kind of chumped his way up he was yeah yeah he, he was a nobody who worked on on one of gul ducat's down period what do you know when, he, when he's down yeah 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 during his bankruptcy periods he met him and then fought his way and as ducat rose up he rose up with ducat mm-hmm. you know it's like he, he, it's not like he worked through the the whole system to get to the leadership, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's uh, the brawn of Blackwater, <laughs> of, right, of, the, yeah, of yeah. Cardassia, who ended up sitting on the Iron Throne, <laughs> right on the yeah. So yeah, uh, they they didn't even have a time for a recap in their runtime on this episode. I guess they're milking every minute they have. Mm-hmm. And this is the last one written in that group where they're all like writing independently and fucking each other's stories up severely oh really this is the end of the first wave of that so so do they get their shit together in the next wave or no they do it they do it the same way the next four i think oh Oh, just they didn't have anything broke until they had to re-break the next four storylines at this point yeah exactly yeah yeah that's not the best way to work and then nishavaria fucks it up i mean it's the whole story over again but Uh, we'll do that next week okay yeah, I mean, if we want to just Julian's all sad because he didn't expect them to come back, and then Morn won the betting pool for what knew exactly what day they were going to come back. Morn, hey, how about that Morn, huh? <laughs> and then so they're all happy that they get Worf and Azri back, but then oh no, the Breen. I I'll talk to you about how you ran off when you weren't supposed to, Azri, but the Breen have attacked Earth. So we see the little image of Starfleet of San Francisco all fucked up matte paintings. It is. It's a little. It's like a Photoshop. It looked like a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Someone made it. Like, uh, yeah. So why? I know that they say that they destroy the Defiant at the end of this episode because they wanted to make the Breen look intense and something that they should fear. And then I was like, well, you could have just shown them attacking the fucking planet we all live on. That would have probably registered with the audience, too. (laughs) That would have done it. So, yeah, it was a weird thing. Oh, Earth? Oh, I guess it's all fucked. Right. If you wanted to... Look, what I learned in improv class is to to escalate. You know, you start with the thing. And yeah, yes. You start destroying the Defiant, and you'd be like, oh, shit. But then at the end, you say, oh, yeah, also, we destroyed fucking San Francisco. I'm like, oh, no. Yes. But, but no, they, they do... They're not going to do it that way. No. <laughs> We're going to do it. Yeah, so it yeah, it does feel like they wanted to, like, oh, my God, they blew up the Defiant, but it, it almost feels like... You, I mean, you, um, you did... 
y'all didn't milk this for the most effect that you could have gotten out of it. Yeah, yeah, the attacking the air. I mean, I it was weird. It was a weird sort of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> like I don't know, and, and everybody's kind of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a big attack on Earth. That's like a big thing. I don't know. Yeah, when the changelings did that in that home front double two parter, it was like. It was, a, it was a huge deal. They just set off a little bomb. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, and then they 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 took out the the Golden Gate Bridge, man. I saw it, <laughs> and with the little runabouts flying around. And yeah, and Cisco's like, I knew a, I had a lot of friends in those buildings, so I guess they just took out the Starfleet campus and fucked off. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yes. And they took out most of the brain forces that did that, but then Martok is, is even, they're like, oh, remember how we don't know anything about the brain? And then Martok is like, well, they are pretty formidable warriors. And because, yeah, even the Klingons, we didn't ever have the balls to do that when we were trying to kill you. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the, that whole scene with Damar and, and Wei Yun is, uh, is pretty fun. Uh, it's rich with subtext and lots of. The witch. Everybody's working in opposite directions. And isn't that the next scene? But there's a scene where Damar is like, like where he's pointing out that oh they the Breen were tough the Breen are good fighters where that whole scene with Damar and I like that that was a uh, and Wei Yun has this sort of energy to sort of convince him of that it, it's good I like well, that whole scene. Let's talk about Wei Yun a little bit because I feel like he's been kind of Jeffrey Combs this these. Wei Yun scenes. My God, is he the glue? Is he the glue? Is he the glue for this art? He, I'm telling you what, he makes all these scenes are completely watchable. Whenever you see it, he plays it perfectly. Like mm-hmm. he, I don't know. I'm I really enjoy variation of tone, rich, rich. So everything is dripping with subtext, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it, he's doing a really good job. Just by being such a colossal asshole, you really, you you really feel for Damar, which is yes. weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you really hate Wei. He's doing a performance for Wei Yun that the audience hates Wei Yun as much as Damar does. Right, yes. right, right. It yes. really works. Yeah, yeah. And, and they it, they set up little things in the with the Bobby Moynihan scene <laughs> where he's like, uh, "Doesn't seem right. All this plotting and secrecy. What are we, Romulans? No, we're Cardassians. What the Cardassians don't connive. Their whole thing is that they will stab each other in the back and connive behind the scenes. But whatever. Where what are we, Romulans? That is true. Like, like that is. It was a that was a little bit weird, but the. You know, like he's like, oh, then he mentions Rondak three. We need exact specifics of that location because something's going to happen there. And that's where the and, you know, and we don't know the exact important details of Rondak three. But then later on, you learn that's where the cloning facility is. And that's it it makes it even more personal because Wayun is like. Oh, he went after Rondak three personally because he hates me so much. Yeah, because I will be the last way you. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's he's very I mean he's very efficient. I don't know. This is uh, yes. This is this is well handled. I don't know what scene we're in, but I'm sure it's well handled. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know where. Yeah, and then uh, we talked about the Ducat stuff. Yeah, uh, writing a note to the Vedic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're working hard to release <laughs> yeah. the evil, you gotta hit the books. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. need a library. <laughs> You, you know the prophecies, all about the prophecies. That'll be the end of Bajor. Oh, oh, I guess we know that now. I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's why they're evil. Yeah, we talked on that. And, uh, mm-hmm. Then the Alamo, we mentioned, we touched on that too. And the Necronomicon is said to be... Oh, they, they, yeah, they're doing the Alamo. They're getting more specific with the Alamo. They're really yeah. into the Alamo. Uh, I received a bear 
really likes the Alamo storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Worf and Edstree are upstairs like, how could you want anyone who plays child games? He is a child. and He's pretty he's funny about it. He's, he plays with toys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he gets excited playing with toys. And I don't, I do think that they went from, and I know it's because you built this, you built this whole four episode storyline with it, but Worf being her catty girlfriend just ain't working for me. Or like her hitch. <laughs> but you yeah, should I... talk to him and have confidence and walk with your hand tied. You know, oh, all that. Find moments to compliment him. Yeah, yeah like it's very weird. It's <laughs> This is not where Worf should be. Right, yeah. Yeah, he shouldn't be your wingman. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, if you want to go play with them, you know, like, oh, that is no way to defend a position without more men. It's like, well, if you want to go play with the doll furniture, it's like, no, I don't. But, you know, as a guy that has all this D&D doll furniture, and he's like, you know, it's 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 not, you know, whatever. I, Again, I they, I, they talk about how, how hard he worked to make the model. Uh-huh. But I have two questions. First off, don't you have a job? <laughs> like, but I know they said that I work for whatever. I'm just kind of like... 14 hours, yeah. Why are you... I don't, okay, that's clever. But then my second one is, is like, don't you have replicators? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not the same. And then later on, when they're on the Defiant and they're checking out, and Miles is pissed at Julian for missing losing Travis... And uh, Nog even says, can't you just fucking make another one? And, and O'Brien says, why? So he can lose it again? Yeah, so, that, was, like, uh, that was a funny. I mean, that yeah. was, I said that to my son before, too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, he is a child. Huh? Yeah, Damara got his shit together. Uh, Customogen, Soldor, Great Awakening. Yeah, and then marriage changes everything, <laughs> which Quark talking to... Uh, Odo, and where they're having the fight. Who in the uh, security room? Uh, Cisco and Cassidy. Who's Quark talking to? Cisco and Cassidy are nice. having a. F- I was doing a thing where I said who when you said Odo. Huh? I could, because we have he made seen. a joke. He was like who? Oh, I said who oh. as if said Odo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I thought you didn't hear uh, me. No. Oh, you just don't know who that is. That mm-hmm. that that's understandable. He's barely been in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, the story about his people versus uh, his uh, his his two families fighting, and he's not anywhere to be seen. I mean, he. <laughs> oh, I thought it was more about like, well, what will happen when Kira and I get married? <laughs> oh yeah, they're having to set up the fucking Shakespeare ending where everybody uh, yeah. gets hooked up before the ending, so that uh-huh. there's more tragedies. Yeah, and then marriage changes everything. Oh no, you you don't understand. It's like, what the fuck do you know, Quark? But I mean, that's his whole, Quark doesn't know anything. That's his stall shtick, I guess. I don't know. It's it's not the best, <laughs> not the best story to be exploring in the, at the end of the show. But um, the Chintaka system is where the last little stronghold that the the Dominion has, or the the only dom- territory in Dominion space that the Federation has is the Chintaka system. And while the Brain and the Founders and the Dominion are going to go crush. The Federation, the Chintaka system, that's when Damar is planning his stuff in uh, Rondek 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Cisco gets called out of his fight because he's got to go to the Chintaka system, I guess. He gets pulled out of one ward into another one. Yeah. Oh, it's after he's making up because he's bought her flowers and that makes yeah. up. Because he's like, oh, sorry, baby, I put you back on the rosters. And she's like, oh, that's nice. I forgive you flowers. And I also got you a necklace because oh, you got to you gotta buy gifts for women or something. I don't, I don't know. It's 
Yeah. It's trying to show they're trying to ground him. They're working on these two relationships so hard, and I, I just don't know why. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. They, I mean that. So there's, it's just to make them seem that you get more invested. I think because they're they're going to try and you know wretch pathos out of the the end game. Yeah, it's right, right, right. It's Tony Stark getting a daughter. Yes, but it, it is sort of like. I mean, so I get it on that level. But yeah, yeah. It is a lot of watching, you know. Right, and then Sleepy Kai Solbor has to sneak in to steal her books away, and then <laughs> Damar is like, "Don't take her books." <laughs> Our Ducat is, and and then, then <laughs> yeah, jeez, well, man, hmm. what are we doing here? We're turning these books to the archives. The whole plotline was so weird. He sneak. <laughs> she don't need these anymore. Give it a book. Finished. <laughs> he slaps him. She and he fell asleep reading these books. No, give them back to her. How dare you use that tone with me? <laughs> Fighting about books is, was pretty dumb. <laughs> but, I mean, we could we could wrap up the Silbor stuff in about two minutes, so we can unpack it. Basically, later he comes back and they have that big confrontation where he, somehow Silbor got a DNA DNA sample. And like, uh, and they had a real Scooby Doo moment where they like yeah. he unmasks D- Ducat, and she ends up Kaiwen ends up killing him, and the blood and un- you know uncovers yeah, the books yeah. and whatnot. But this, <laughs> the emotional arc for Kaiwen from going to figuring out that she's been uh, going to the bone zone with a gold Ducat <laughs> to like embracing the paw race or whatever was a pretty short distance, wasn't it? Or was yeah, she? It, did, I, yeah, no, I think it was the trauma of killing the guy, and she's like, "Oh my God, no!" And then she kills him because he's going to ride her out to being a Satanist or whatever. And then, right? Then once once the book catches fire and, and they glue the pages into it, he's like, "See, the, your faith has been rewarded. The the unlike the prophets, the prior race actually like you now." And she's like, "What? Okay, great." <laughs> <laughs> where did that end? Where did that Where did that end for the episode? Because I don't quite remember. Basically, we're gonna keep hitting the books. That right? that was it, right? That was it for that plot line, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the end of our our our, our dear old friend Sobor, though. Oh yeah, Sobor, yeah, yeah. Sobor, <laughs> Sobor <laughs> might be the MVP of the season. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, I, I think, mean, I mean, I think that like, pour out some canar for Sobor. Huh? Yeah, no, I would I would watch a Sobor spinoff. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I did not find Sobor as a engaging as y'all did i guess i think that you will whenever uh, michael chabon runs the Sobor prequel yes for, for cbs Sobor. all access and you're forced to do a podcast about Sobor's middle school years that's oh, so wait. Sobor. that's <laughs> so bore at summer camp yeah <laughs> so bore is so boring y'all uh, yes <laughs> he was uh i don't i just thought that the whole thing was the most silly thing it's pretty silly yeah. it just seemed all very silly and no it was like a scooby-doo episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it was and then he gets stabbed and the stabbing scene was just like i'm going to he turns around and he walks away so jerkily and then the, the cut that's the stabbing it, it was, was so horribly blocked weird and awkward it was like <laughs> right. horribly blocked and horribly shot <laughs> For, the, actually when i was watching it they 
and it happened. I just went nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, just moving on. We come on. We got it. We got we got to wrap this shit up. We got we got a lot of shit to shoot. We'll fix I it guess. in post. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. And then you do get the but smug Ducat. Yeah, is pretty fun through all. The, yeah, I, I I like that. It's Louise Fletcher, I think, just not... I don't know if she... Maybe she feels like she can act this material, but I, I feel like it, it, she's a little shrill and a, a, a little... I mean, it's just the... Yeah, the writing is all mwa-ha-ha-ha, hand-wringing, and the music swells all, like, melodramatically for everything. Would she stressed out that she has... Would just leave me alone? I have to... I've got work to do. <laughs> like, she really... That's an Academy Award-winning actress that's <laughs> just forced to say... You know, her character is coming from a place of just, like, high stress because she's got to find evil writings. I don't know. Yeah. That. No, when I was watching this, I was... Was thinking about uh, actually Shameless and like man, she's so much better in Shameless. <laughs> but, oh uh, yeah, she's the yeah 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 yeah. I I think that it's it's probably the struggle with what she's yeah exactly yeah. She's yeah, giving, yeah. She her character she's given nothing here to work. She's with, given really. nothing. She's not given a whole lot to work with. Have you guys ever watched the Helen Slater Super Girl movie? No, I haven't. It's one the of the, the all-time worst. Maybe yeah. when I was a kid, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, but not like... as an adult where you can appreciate horrible camp and just horrible. Uh-huh. Uh, Faye Dunaway is the villain in that. Uh-huh. And is, and I mean, this is back in her, I mean, this is a couple of years off of doing network. And she's, she's, just, she's just the worst. I mean, it's Mommy Dearest, but worse yeah, yeah. than that. And she's just so horribly pitched and, and, oh, it's the same performance, and I and I and I think that it's probably. I mean, I you know, it's, if I want to go back to an old hobby horse, I think it's because they don't know how to write women mm-hmm. experiencing things. Where I think that they write better lines for Ducat because they know how a man looks powerful or devious, but there's not really. I don't think they have a language for women being evil. Because I was thinking of like, in no way is she really in control of the story. All that she, she's just got sort of dumb ambition. Mm-hmm. And Ducat is the one that's running the real sort of scam. And so even in the final end game, she's she's weakened mm-hmm. by her vil- in her villainy, and it, yeah. it, it, that's what's not working for me. The only reason why she's around is because she's got that good library card. <laughs> like, yeah. <that's- laughs> I need her for the library. Right. You don't understand. Only the Kai can yeah. open the Kostomogen for reasons. I do like that at one point, Ducat's confidence is like, just get out of the way. I got to look at this book. Like, yeah, yeah, just, right. I'll do it. It's like me. Like, like it's, it's like when I try to walk my dad through how to do something on his phone. Like, he was trying to set up a PayPal. Then, like, I'll know. And then you hit that square. And then you, you know, just give it here. Like, yeah. Give it here. The most control she has of the whole thing is where he says, shit, the book is a fake. It's fucked up. And she's like, nope, this is the right book. We just have to find the words in it. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, that's not great. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. Still, still Sobor gave you the wrong book. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. Sobor knows how to check out a book. <laughs> <laughs> He's faithfully served me for 15 years. Right, right. Uh, so yeah good old sobor good old sobor but then they he's dead and they've got the book and then then we get back to like the good plot line which is the dominion war oh yeah oh yeah the chintaka system where they're like all right we got to take the defiant out and they they they're just rattling off 
like a bunch of gearing up techno babble. We got the Nadion emitters and dilithium matrix set up and animator ejector ports are good to go, sir, and autonomous guidance system check and blah blah and then they go out there and there's it's like the the big kind of epic space battle which you know the, the effects are dated and stuff but it felt like an actual fleet going to battle against another fleet in a way that I never really got to see and say any of Star Trek Discovery when they were at war with the Klingons. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, even when they're, yeah, so they're going up against the brain and the brain have a special super weapon, I guess, that depletes the power drains and leaves them helpless. And Kira gets hurt and, he, and her, her real life husband at the time has to do medicine and carry her out when the toxic air and the blade of armor fail and they get sh- shot up and they have, they, they're trying to milk this for a big moment when they're losing the Defiant, the ship that they got. And they have Cisco kind of stand there and, and look and say, oh, it was a good ship. And, you know, and they're like, oh, it's going to be okay. And then they leave and... It should be a big deal that the Defiant gets blowed up. And I guess it is, but it just doesn't land, really, right? Well, it doesn't land because... Um, what year did Austin, Austin Powers came out when we were in high school, right? Yes, yeah. 1996. 1996, okay. Yeah, 96 or 97. So yeah. the scene in... You imagine three years later watching the scene where uh, Sex Grandma says... Let the pods go. I want them to spread their fear, you know. And yeah, I just, yeah. And I was like, and I was thinking of uh, what Scott Evil. Like, no, <laughs> we can get a gun and shoot them right now. Right. No, no. <laughs> right. I mean, even Wei Yun says they're so vulnerable out there, and she's like, no. <laughs> and like, you know, it, okay, I, I get that you want people to go home to tell the story, but you know, what would make that That's story, the, story you, really scary. It's like, blow up all but one of them. Do you know uh, what they're gonna go home and tell people the same shit you just destroyed San Francisco? You don't need to gild the lily here. They already scared. Like, what the fuck? You just blew up a fleet. Do shoot them too. It right? literally like I know. Oh God, we, I hate that shit. I hate that shit from writers. <laughs> it's that they wrote themselves into an out uh, inescapable thing, and then basically the villain, the adversary, has to basically have a brain aneurysm. Oh no 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 no. That's my problem with this whole thing. Other than it seems like they're the everything is going to fall apart due to unforced errors. Yes. That's the whole problem with even, we like the Legate Damar stuff. Mm -hmm. But really, they're only losing the war because they were mean to the Cardassia. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're not winning because the good guys are good at their job. They're winning because of their own, they're losing because of their own whatever. And that's fine for like, but you have to make them look formidable, but then you give them this fucking brain fart. Right. Like, like, there's a little bit of hubris in their discounting Damar that I think is good, but then like... Like, you could easily, like, I know that our heroes have plot armor that means that Cisco's not going to die. And our, you know, like, but. I mean, you have to be a little less obvious about it. Yeah, you could, you could have her say, like, shoot out three, leave half a dozen of them and shoot the, kill the rest. And then she looks like an evil badass. And our guys just got away by chance or something. And that's something. But then it's like her saying, no, just let them all go is like, it, it, it makes you seem less vicious you know yeah they are and you're i mean that they do lean on these cheats of unforced errors Mm -hmm. and that is a thing that well that's the whole that's 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 how the federation the federation is going to win the whole thing because of an unforced error yeah not because the federation was good at problem solving 
or because you know they yeah, worked harder yeah. or you know the, the whole and thing's that, getting and that stuff is I, hard to i mean i guess yeah. that's hard you're supposed to say that stuff's hard to write you know because you don't want everybody to be perfect at what they do people make mistakes but then at the same time it's weird. but you yeah. want to i mean you like what you appreciate in character in your heroes is is first and foremost competency that's where the Jon Snow storyline collapsed in Game of Thrones when the competency didn't rate towards the, the show's view of his competence, you know. And so that you want to like Cisco and our space friends because they're good at solving the problems, not that they're good at not, not that they, they escape consequences of the, you know. Right. You want the people to earn what they get right. Well, generally. And yeah. to an extent, the Dominion does earn that they have this super weapon that took out all their ships and holy shit they just they they didn't stand a chance mm-hmm. but then but they got away because the yeah yeah because that's the, what i was saying if she had just said kill them shoot some of them but a few of them leave to tell the story that's even that's like a little bit more than yeah. just let them all go. yeah you yeah, had yeah. to write up you would have to write a mechanic that required your heroes to actually survive through wit guile and cunning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and not through dumbness let them go dumb luck yeah <laughs> i am there beneath my concern <laughs> she's like wayun what's the most powerful thing in all the galaxy stories <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what she tells who has a right. better story than this character and who has a better in. story than those in the escape pod yeah <laughs> right yeah that's basically it yeah <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, then, uh, well, though, we're, yeah, what's next? Well, and then we had the blood and fire. The thing goes up, and and she's like, the, "That's impossible to Ducat." We already talked about that. Um, <laughs> and then they, then those the escape pods get back to the station, and and then Hitchcock is telling Scully, oh, "We'll get you another ship. I promise." Or sorry. Hitchcock, Admiral Ross sounds like Hitchcock from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine to me, and I can't. No, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm with you on that. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, we'll get you another ship, I promise, Scully. And then, mm-hmm. and then we're like, wait a minute, look at the news. And then we get Damar giving his big hashtag resist speech. I mean, uh, he does. Yes. <laughs> he literally says resist over and over again. Uh, and then to me, when they get, they all, they're all looking at the, uh, this is kind of a nerd corner or, or production note. When they're all in ops looking at the sc- screen of Damar giving the resist speech, it, it just dawned on me how little time they actually show off ops. Everything is all these close-up shots, and they don't ever pull back to show you what ops is. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't really shown ops. Are you talking in, about like in the entire series? In the whole entire series, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I completely agree. That's what what's one of my major beefs with the show. Yeah, yeah. That you don't have a sense of it being a work a place where these people like work. Yes. Yeah. Um, like when they were all looking at the screen, it was like, oh yeah, like TNG did this all the time. That's because not too many stories involve them actually working together as a team. Yeah. It's that's a flaw. There's so few stories that right, right. You know, the operations of the ship is the day to day operation of the ship. I have no idea what that really looks like. Yeah, they did more of those honestly in the first few seasons that were bad episodes. They did kind of, yeah, yeah, Yeah. because they were trying to do Star Trek stuff, and then later they tried to figure out we're going to do this Star Trek differently, and they did different stories that a lot of time we didn't like very much. I bet we've spent over the last three seasons. I bet we've seen more of. 
Terok or the other Impoknor than we have of the Ops room. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's just one other, that's a random ass place that I picked. Right, right. That we probably spent more than, than we did in the, that we have in the Ops room. Yeah. Not including Cisco's office. There's a lot of like scenes right, in Cisco's right. office. But everything's these close up kind of like not very interesting angles of just like mm-hmm. straight on shots of the people talking and stuff. Like and there's a one shot like, oh, that almost makes ops look interesting the way that they frame this shot with the Damar on screen at top and everybody looking up at it. It's like, oh yeah, this could be a visually interesting thing shots that they'd spent millions of dollars on this set seven years ago. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you think I could probably? I'm not even that big of a Star Trek fan, and I can probably draw from memory both bridges of the Enterprise, right? From just memory, you know. Mm-hmm. Like this that's, is where the this is where yeah. the ready room is. This is an elevator. That's another elevator. That's uh, who knows where that is, <laughs> you know. But then, <laughs> yeah, then right, this right. is where these are where the stations are, and this is what they do. I can do that, and I can do that on both of those shows. Yeah, and I can't do that. I can't do that for ops. I don't know shit about ops. I mean, I can try to, but it's unclear. Like, yeah, it's it's weird that they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I it, it, I'm realizing that at the end of this. You know. And it's not like, and I, it did seem like, anecdotally, it does seem like TNG spent more time on their bridge than the original series spent on their bridge. Uh-huh. But you don't have to do it a lot. Right, right. To be memorable, you know? Yeah. But it is a way to get the characters to talk to each other, which right. is something this, struggle, this show struggles with. Yeah, well, because there's never, there's not a way that they ever got a shot where they ever showed all the bridge at once. You could show the station... That the science station, mm-hmm. or you can show the middle little station, or you see where the turbo lift is by Cisco's office, and it never pulls back to show you everything really answering one. There's a little pit where O'Brien does stuff every now and then. Yeah. I mean, and you can do that. Like, I can draw the office, the Dunder Mifflin office from memory, mm-hmm. and they don't do wide shots. So it's not. It's, it's done not, a lousy job of giving you a sense of place, yeah, and it's yeah. because the stories never involve it or yeah, yeah employed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But what were we, what were we talking about before we were talking about ops? We were talking about the end of this episode. Yeah, the Demars hashtag resist speech where rise up Cardassians is actually pretty good. I thought, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, with yeah, the one, third, and ninth order are all attacking outpost on round deck three and resist. Resist today. Resist tomorrow. Resist till the last Dominion soldier has been driven from our soil. Soil, we're going to fight. And they destroyed the, you know, and there's no more. Perhaps he'll be the last Wayun. And Admiral Han Sandwich is like, get me verification that this, you know, intel is real. And they, they're like, nope, we got a listening post confirmed. And they're like, holy shit, this bought us some more time because they just suffered a big, big defeat. They lost the Defiant and this whole fleet and they got this evil energy weapon that they don't know how to beat it's going to come up next episode pretty sure and then that's how they end like well oh my goodness legate damar may may be the key to saving the alpha quadrant and that's you know the big mm-hmm. route the where it ends but and mike 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 star admiral ross says that right <laughs> <laughs> they may be the key <laughs> to winning the whole alpha quadrant <laughs> <laughs> if only it were Mike Star. Like the Alpha Quadrant. You, you gotta get it. You gotta get it under control. And I think the Cardassians. <laughs> I like. I like what they're doing. <laughs> this, so Cassidy. I guess Cassidy went on on the ship, right? Oh yeah, she went off on her supply run. I guess. Mm. 
Or whatever her job I is. I mean, I'm yeah, sure she yeah. knows that she's... Yeah. She delivers to, like, Bajoran Walmarts, I think. Right, yeah, and yeah, yeah, basically. That's it, though, that, right? That's it, I think. yeah. All right. We've got our... So, so the yeah, our two villains are now both into butt stuff, and... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, and, I don't know what that ties into the Dominion, but there we well, well find and, out. and Damar is not going to take it anymore. Yes, yes, he's not. He's <laughs> not going to take it anymore. Yes, what, queen. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? The good people of IMDb think of this? Uh, it was an eight last time. This is better. Last week was an eight. Uh, eight point one. First of all, wait a minute. This is better. This was a lot of like book I, talk. And yeah, but this was better than last week. To release the evil. <laughs> yeah, well, the because Damar having his big the Cardassian revolution. Okay, I'll give you re- that. Re- revolution starts here, so okay. I, mean, I was just like, if we're <laughs> yeah. guessing I didn't the know number, we, after the went. entire conversation, I didn't know we landed on this was better. I didn't I know, know we I, landed I'm not there. sure if we did or not. I think I am. Just, but I'm not. Okay. All right. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Even all the book stuff aside, yeah. You play some toys. I'm going to, what did you say? 8.1? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go 7.8. I'm going with chaos here. I, right. I did not. I did not. This is the first time I think in the, since we've been doing the IMDb where I, I said something after, I wasn't trying to sway anybody's. No. With, you know, oh, comparing no, you it didn't. last week. No, I wasn't. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I Okay. Yeah. Well, this is an 8.5. Oh, people re- uh, so people think this is markedly better. Okay, mm-hmm. I was I was. I mean, I don't. I was playing prices right rules, just going up one. I think, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't want to go over, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that so each one of these is more than the one before it. I think mm-hmm. that people are just, really feeling it. How it gets ratcheted up? I, I think that people are really feeling it. So yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. All right, Wade, do you want to? call us out or oh yeah yeah let us know what you think about the book stuff i guess i don't know brain facts <laughs> well book stuff that's the we go listen to our call other us with podcasts, your brain we need brain facts brain facts brain. oh yeah yeah Send... <laughs> uh yeah oh brain facts like the, you know they 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 have those refrigeration suits we thought it's because our home world must be so cold turns out it's not it's a regular nice little climate there that's mysterious that's Something William points out in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like yeah, if we'll only just, if yeah. only if only Demar's best friend had ever field stripped a Breen of his uniform. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. That was a really how way you how old Jeffrey Combs delivered all that. His all of his choices in that yeah. was Perfect. was pretty yeah. great. Yeah, and he and he goes, "We'll all win." The Cardassians, the yeah. founders, the Vorta, he, and he goes in the brain, and he goes, "And the brain." <laughs> like, yeah, I just yeah. loved everything. Yeah. We're just one big happy family, aren't we? It's, oh, it's, I love it so much when we agree. I like it so much <laughs> better when we agree. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Anyway, it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, call us to let us know how great Jeffrey Combs is. Uh, that's the kind of content I want to hear from y'all. 917-408-3898. Send brain facts. And brain facts. Um, if you want to hear from us on stuff other than about how Jeffrey Combs is, uh, check out us on kickersofelves.com and kickers podcast on twitter or especially patreon.com slash kickers of elves for all that extra content and get on the discord and whatnot and uh you know review us and do all the other stuff that other podcasts ask you to do for us yeah all right all right well thanks again for listening to another episode of the rules of acquisition we hope you join us next week as we go through another episode of star trek deep space nine for Wade, James, and myself, 
Three to be out. <laughs> This joke is getting pretty old now, isn't it? Okay okay I'll knock it off next time. Check out the Patreon or something, they talked about Bob Dylan some recently. Those are the words Wade is putting in my digital mouth. Adios. <laughs>